If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Three, two, one. You know what I feel like doing? What? I feel like being really sad, kicking back, relaxing, and getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Lowdown. I am your host, Kalo, as always, here to give you the lowdown, and I'm joined by my co-host. What up, guys? Watch Poppin' is Aim on the Mic, a.k.a. Mr. O.P., and I am sad as well. But wait, before you're wondering, what does O.P. stand for, Kalo? I will pay you $100 right now to guess what does OP stand for. OP. For you. For you. Oh, that can be a lot of things. There's a lot of words. It can be basic. It can be basic. Um, The only person? Nope. The original pinky, because I'm loyal. Uh, You know what you're getting when you see me. And you can never make a bad batch. So that's what you get. The original pancake? Yeah, the original pancake. But does that mean you're flipping sides always? Because you got to cook a pancake on two sides. Uh, yeah, that's what you do on an original pancake. You can add some butter. You don't add any strawberries or banana. You know what you're getting. You're just getting the the plain old pancake. All right, I see you. But you know what you're not getting? What? It's getting cut out of my life. Yeah, oh, believe me, it has been a turbulent few months in the WWE, and it's safe to say no one is safe when it comes to just existing in the WWE. And now we're going to run through a list of the people who have been released since our other podcast talking about that batch of releases. And it's a pretty long list, uh, pretty much people who only exist within NXT. And then mm, there's two mm, there's two heavy hitters. Mm, I was just about to say, mm, there's two heavy mm, hitters. Mm, but we'll but, see. We'll see two months down the line if half these people come back, if they're just doing a little work here, you know? Um, I feel like we got to stop doing this because I think this is the re- we We started this bad. We started we're, back, I think, when the 2019 releases happened. Yeah, we're causing I, all of this. Mm-hmm. But um, here's the list so far, and believe me, we'll get into a decent amount of these people. So, I, last time, did we cover Braun Strowman? Was mm-hmm. he part of that mm-hmm. batch? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we Braun Strowman is out there. Uh, so, it goes Bray Wyatt, Bobby Fish, Bronson Reed, Jake Atlas, Leon Ruff, Kona Reeves, Mercedes Martinez, Ari Sterling... And the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, also Woo! Tyler Rust. So, you know. So, let's talk about this. Let's the, break it down. Break down the walls a little bit. All right. Um, Bray Wyatt for last, because I feel like that's going to take up most of my time. Yeah. I don't want to get upset right away. Um, let's talk about Bobby Fish and Bronson Reed. Uh, prominent member of the Undisputed Era. You got know, injured a lot. Who got injured a lot, but it was also very stupid, at least in my opinion, to break up that stable in NXT. Bobby Fish didn't break it. Well, I'm just saying in general, like the old breakup of the Undisputed Era, 
in NXT, not even getting a shout on the main roster. Like you can count maybe Survivor Series last time, like in that little 2020, 2019. But Bobby Fish, I mean, I guess to release him, I, I guess it made sense. I don't know. But he was like the OG. Like if any, if you asked me back in 2017, I think that's when they made their debut in WWE. Who out of those three, four, calling out Rowdy, who would all those four be released? I would have said Ro- Roger Strong. I'm like, he's not an OG. He's not part of it. Granted, I thought all three of those guys were going to go straight into the main roster and stay there forever. But, um, of course, I was a naive little boy <laughs> at then. But, yeah, no, Bobby Fish caught me off guard. And I was just really upset because I was like, because they just started the feud with um, Roger Strong and Bobby Fish. and then Diamond just Mine. Like, yeah, the, the Tyler Rusk, who's a prominent member of <laughs> Diamond Mine, which just started two weeks ago. And I have I didn't see NXT last, um, this past Tuesday. Today also is the 12th so of August. I don't know when this will upload. But did they, did they show anything about Diamond Mine this past Tuesday? Did you watch Well, NXT? yeah, they did. It was just Roderick Strong and that other guy. Did it say anything like, oh, we kicked Tyler Rusk out? I don't he was think trainer, so. Right? He was the quote unquote trainer of the group. He was but- just there. Like, he was there. He was a prominent member. Grant you, whenever it's a new stable, you assume if you're going to print the merch, if you're going to go the, the, all in. The, their hoodies are tight. The no logo, the Diamond Mine. The, yeah, it's a clean logo. But I'm saying, like, like you're going to make this stable like grant you stuff like this is always in the works i mean i bet you since the undisputed breakup they were talking about roderick strong being in the the diamond mind i think that was a idea that just wasn't thrown together together over the weekend it wasn't because it kind of times up because if you number one finn Balor tells rowdy you will now you will never be the leader of the undisputed era it breaks up he's the leader now of his own mind so kind of like Soakers backs to what Finn's saying that he's no longer, he's not going to be a leader, which also, why is Finn back on SmackDown? Put him back <laughs> in NXT, please. Yeah, I'm a little worried about that just because when he first came back, second time coming back, if you want to get technical, um, he came back doing the same shtick. Mm-hmm. And we both said, you especially were a big fan of Finn Balor in his second run of NXT because he was a heel. He was more of the Prince Devitt type character. And who's to say, I mean, grant you, he's kind of like teasing that a little bit with his work with Cena and like, Oh yeah. Him getting cost. If him getting cost that title shot because of Baron. And then if they do Baron versus Finn, of some extent because of that, I'd rather see Finn versus John versus Roman. Yeah. A triple threat. Triple threat, but getting back to releases, um, another guy that was prominently featured, and this isn't this isn't a stretch. He was literally North American champion. Rick I'd say, Flair. yeah, Ric Flair, uh, the North American champion, Bronson Reed, NXT's resident thick boy. Why? Why was he released? He was just North American champion two to three weeks ago. He was getting main roster tryouts like the weeks leading up to it Mm -hmm. and he seemed like a guy you know that could be safe i mean grant you what do i know no no one's safe no one is safe (laughs) but like he was just north american champion you don't put a belt on someone and say like hey you know no we're and, not. We, and and we thought that like ec3 and eric young had it bad like these guys 
are just getting the rug pulled out of them. And I saw a meme saying that WWE has a common terms with Paul Levesque. Because, you know, Triple H is probably in the conference call or either finding out the same time. I doubt he's finding the same time because he's up there. But the fact that, like, Mr. McMahon said people under 30 and you don't want young guys. But it's like, yeah, you have young guys, but you also want guys that you're, you're getting John Cena back yeah. to fight Roman. And you're doing Bill, Bill, (laughs) Bobby, who's WWE champion, who's 45 years old. But like Bobby deserves that run. He's been. No, he does. No, but it's like double handers. Like you don't want you don't want to hire anyone under 30. But then you have Bill and then you have Goldberg, who's like 45 (laughs) on your main roster. Just Goldberg alone. He's caused too much problems. Um, Looking into more of these releases, Leon Ruff was a North American champion recently. Mm Uh, he was that gap between Gargano and I want to say Priest, Priest, Priest. Damian Priest. So there was that. Uh, Kona Reeves was featured a decent amount. I I think it was like two years ago where he was featured on NXT a lot. He was a bigger dude. He kind of fit the mold, but it never really took off. You know, um, well, Martinez or whatever her name was. Mercedes Martinez. Yeah, she was. She left. Undisputed Era, because for whatever reason... But Not Undisputed that, Era, you're talking oh, sorry, about Retribution. Uh, Retribution, she left Retribution to go back to the main roster, to go back to NXT, and now uh, a whole year later, yeah, about a year, Retribution came back mm-hmm. uh, a year ago, wow. It's crazy, and she was a girl that I always thought had that it factor, like that star power that NXT could use. Grant you Raquel Gonzalez is now in that spot. I think Mercedes would have been in if, you know, things panned out. She also had like a good look. Like she looked like an individual that like that was her thing. She can definitely handle the mic and she can definitely wrestle. But I'm a, I'm a fan of Tegan Knox. That logo of that phone charging coming back. Got me yeah. I got me a fan of Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox is pretty cool. But, uh, um, can we talk about how all of these, everyone is being told it's budget cuts. But then you're, you're, you are hiring Goldberg and John Cena. Well, the rumor is that they're trying to sell WWE. Yeah. That's the rumor. So they're making budget cuts. But let's hire John Cena back for a run or Goldberg. Yeah. I mean, I don't buy any of the budget cut thing. Yeah. Apparently, I, there's uh, rumors going around that they're switching NXT. Like the independent style of wrestling we knew that is NXT right now mm-hmm. is apparently going out the window. And like you said, they want to get more younger people. They also want to get bigger people. I'm talking about if you look at the. Um, so hire Brian Strowman back and got it. Yeah, pretty much. Put him back in NXT. Yeah. Um, the breakout star tournament they're having right now. Um, Odyssey Jones. I didn't, know, I didn't know that. Oh, the breakout. Uh, that was at. They. they they show that in back like in the last NXT thing, right? With a bunch of yeah, yeah it was like yeah. the people you've never really seen on NXT. Mm-hmm. TV. One guy was from like New York, yeah, I remember that now. So this guy Odyssey Jones kind of looks like Mark Henry. Yeah. So they're focusing on that like bigger mm-hmm. frame style of wrestler. I don't know what's gonna come of it. I hope they don't really switch NXT to just being yeah. the big dude factory because. You wouldn't get your Johnny Gargano's, your Champa's, your Finn Balor's. Yeah, your Sami Zayn's. Like those people who have made NXT what it is today. Like I can maybe pick what? Dominic Dijakovic, Keith Lee, Damian Priest, Joe, Joe, and Baron Corbin. Like are the 
and even Baron Corbin's a stretch, but like they're bigger dudes that yeah. I thought NXT really oh, turned your, out. Your, your boy, freaking uh, Bronson Reed. Well, Bronson Reed, but like yeah. now he's gone. So, like, but also, I a lot of people are saying because WWE is back surrounded by yes men. You have Bruce Pitchers and John Laurinaitis who are saying yeah, yes, yes, fire these guys. Yes, we need more big guys. That's my poor man adaptation of Mister <laughs> McMahon. Um, but like. Like you're still in the company, yes, but then you're hiring um, all these other part timers. Rick Flair apparently wanted to leave because of Charlotte's thing. That was like a new chair at the time. But like, dude, honestly, you have all these guys being released. Like the roster is so thin now. Like literally, like it's gonna be repetitive. It's gonna be like twenty. I want to say twenty fifteen when Roman was. Like just runs showing everybody, and then they're like, "We need more people. Let's call new people." I was like, "There's like no one left." Exactly, there and with no- news of CM Punk and Daniel Bryan going to AEW, it's kind of like you're letting go of all this talent. And grant you, that was part of the wave of WWE. Like they wanted to sign anybody and everybody they could to prevent that. But you put CM Punk and Daniel Bryan on AEW, regardless of. Like, what you think of them, their past career, they're going to watch. I mean, that's going to be the most viewed show of the week. If we're talking about ratings, granted, oh, no, some people they, don't they, think they, that's going to happen. They, they broke one million viewers on just on a, on a regular show, not even a pay-per-view. And it's Rampage is picking up on SmackDown now, after SmackDown. Dude, I said this before even Ramp, before AEW came out, when Goldberg came back against Brock at Survivor Series. WWE is turning into what the league WCW was. And I didn't go all these good people. And honestly, if AEW really wanted to do it, they could go to Raw, start up the Monday Night Roars, and dominate yeah. them. They could really... Cody said he doesn't want a war. WWE started the war with putting NXT on Wednesdays. But if if Dynamite really wanted to do it, they could go... Put, they could even have had Rampage go to Raw and yeah. just... Even for two hours, just beat them or have Dynamite move to Raw for one night and just, like, kill that viewership. Yeah, and, like, people always say, you know, WWE, in fact, does make a lot of money. More money Mm -hmm. than any wrestling promotion out there. Last year, they made the most money during quarantine. They did. And you know what? You can't really argue that. And I think that, at the end of the day, is what matters most how much WWE is pulling in, especially during the Thunderdome era and just moving forward. But it's these little mistakes that add up over time. Let's just say for all it's worth, Bray Wyatt decides, you know what? I'm going to go to AEW and I'm going to be the version of the fiend or whatever he wants to call it. Whenever he leaves, I'm going to be that version. And this version of Bray Wyatt's character turns into the next undertaker. Turns into what X, Y, and Z. It could like next you, thing, the next big thing. Shout out to Brock Lesnar, but well, I said Sting, but you know, next big yeah, thing. same same difference. You know, they're all there, but um, it's gonna pull away from WWE. It's gonna take everything away. And I guess now that we're on Bray, I was gonna say now that we're on Bray Wyatt. Oh, I need to like this is I your need, homie. You you on Twitter? I need somebody to, to hold me back. I'm gonna get so furious. If you guys don't follow Kalo on Twitter. He, on his pen, you he has Bray Wyatt actually hugged them after yeah. his match with Brown Strowman. So this hurts him more than it hurts me. Granted, though, granted, I want to say it. 
when Bray Wyatt showed up in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood and everyone was turning away, upset. You were there. I said it. Yeah. I'm not upset about it. I'm intrigued. Yeah. I it was. was because you I'm were upset. like, because I remember you were like, look what they did to my boy. They gave him a Mr. Rogers. I'm like, just do you remember this conversation? I, was like, I do. I do I, remember it. I called. I was like, just this is before the Fiend, ladies and gentlemen. This is just like just the Mr. Rogers neighborhood. And I was like, just give it a moment. It has my attention because it did. We were like, did. why? But I was like, I wasn't like pushing it away. And I think only a select few people were intrigued from that first thing. But then it caught fire when it was like there were all the segments and everything like that. So it shows how creative Bray Wyatt is. And I feel like WWE needs to give some creative controls to these superstars. Then again, you can get like those Hulk Hogan's. It's like, I'm not going over, brother. That person's not winning. But I feel like it has to be creative when it comes to the character itself. Character and speaking. And, and talking. Speaking, rather than the match. The match is the outcome. You could pick whatever it is. You can have Goldberg whip beat Fiend at Super Showdown or whatever. But if it's a character itself, I feel like, and speaking like you said, it should be leading to the superstars. Because they know what their characters are. They know better than anyone. We're going to get another one of those suffering succotash. Remember Roman cut that promo? Oh my. That, I have a fun, if you want to know what's something funny is imagine that was his own promo. Because he, uh. he winks. Who did he wink at? Like, like, who uh. are you winking at? All right. So now starts my Bray Wyatt there. Right, I got mine. I, I, I got mine out. Yeah, I'm glad you did because now I'm about to pop off. All right. So this this all started with Goldberg. This all <laughs> everything. <laughs> no. Seth. Okay, I'll give you Seth, but like really Goldberg, like the real final nail in the coffin was Goldberg. And I think we both can agree on that. I see John Cena WrestleMania 30. Yo, that was, that was the Bray Wyatt character. I'm talking about the fiend, but it all started with Goldberg, a guy that was a part-timer. You're just doing it to get the Roman match. He's you you made the fiend a transitional champion, a guy that, Hardly ever appears on Raw just because you want to keep up the mystique and whatever. But you made him a transitional champion. You could also have done it. You could have not done The Fiend. You could have done Bray Wyatt. And yeah. The let him up. kick Mr. Rogers all over the well, you know what? It was arena the, that is. It was the era, people. They wanted uh, The Fiend. They wanted uh, the, the, the main attraction. Go ahead. All right. So there is that. Bray Wyatt, like what you said, is a very creative mind. So regardless if you made him like The Fiend or did Mr. Rogers strictly, I think he would have killed it. He knows wrestling. He has that. Just it's that the bad thing. He's, his dad. Not even his dad. Like the character work he did with the no, regular saying, follow the buzzards character. Yeah. No, I'm saying that he has that wrestling background. Yeah, he like knows. he has the family lines. Like he knows wrestling. Grant you, Bo Dallas couldn't really say much about him. But, but yeah, you forgot about Bo Dallas. But you think about whatever Bray Wyatt did in WWE. Let's just say, I don't know. You, you start with the Bray Wyatt character. How many people brought out their cell phones to do the fireflies? How many people, m- me included, bought all of his merch? I bought that say, $500 title. Uh, was, was it 500 say, It was a lot was more. I was going to say, did you do that on when you were at live events? Did, were you one of those people who had the fireflies out? Of course. Out? Of course. Like, grant you, 
you know, you experience the live shows and do everything there. Whenever you see it in person, like that's what I always say about WWE. Once you see it in person, and I'm sure you can speak to this as well, it's a different ballpark. It's a different feeling. Like when Bray Wyatt first came out, I remember the entrance, like lights go out. Everybody pulls out their cell phones, the lights, the fireflies. And it's everybody. He got the whole world in his hands. Like those things don't just happen. Like it's not a thing that WWE manufactured. It is a reaction from the audience that he made organically. And again, he's it's not the first instance of a guy getting over organically, not panning out. Zack Ryder. Yeah, I want to talk to my boy about that. That's my boy. You know, that's my boy. It means I go yeah. way back. Yes. Um, like, can you imagine if they did the Undertaker character today and they'd be like, nah, dude, it's over, done. Or yeah. Can you imagine that? Like, dude, And let's I- just say you put his debut now, but you know what the the rest of his career is going to be. The streak, the yeah. this, the that. It's like you're, you're getting rid of everything. Like yeah. the everyone You're considers gonna the undertaker the, the best yeah and i 100 i think he is and i kind of wish he had part in wwe and corporate side not that he's not wrestling anymore and i feel like because there's some superstars Ro- undertaker has respect he said it on his documentaries he talked about bray wyatt who he thought should have been the next undertaker he loved the fiend and all that and i kind of wish like that kind of person like the fiend like the undertaker or kane being behind, even though Kane is busy doing mayor stuff, boring, by the way. Um, I wish somebody like that who understands the character, like how Undertaker and Kane are characters, like have backing him up, say, hey, oh, like Mick Foley even said it, this is the biggest mistake WWE could have ever done, dropping the feed. And I'm like, great, you tweeted about it, call them up. Did you stop it? Did you, like, regardless of what you think? of what he did in the ring versus his merch sales too. He had so much merchandise, like just being churned out. People buy the Fiend merch like it's going out of style. Like you would go to those live events and see all the little kids dressed up as the Fiend or just people wearing the Bray Wyatt shirts. I could remember when he did the muscle man dance, like how that just took off like in a viral sense. Oh my God. That was, do the muscle man dance. And then yeah. All the stuff. yeah, that stuff, you know, I could honestly name so many more moments. Like whenever we, I grant you the sister Abigail moment, whenever he wrestled or was going to wrestle as sister Abigail, that's some stuff you really don't, you don't want to talk about, but Whenever you talk about Bray Wyatt in general as a merchandise salesman or just a good wrestler, that is a talent, much like Mick Foley said, they will regret losing. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. I think that most, we talked about how Joe, biggest mistakes ever. Now he's competing again from an NXT, and he's probably going to win the NXT title if we're being serious. But I think The Fiend, um, he, sh- he showed a new um, look on Twitter, and I think... I hope, and I really do, is they don't rush. If they're going to do the Fiend gimmick, either do a straight Mr. Rogers neighborhood or would you want him to go straight Mr. Rogers neighborhood into the Fiend or have him come as a cult leader with Bo Dallas and Braun Strowman and you can have the Wyndham family, the Wyndham cult? Because I know I saw that on Instagram. Call me crazy, but I think the best thing to do for Bray Wyatt outside of WWE, you have the story there where... 
Bray Wyatt was Mr. Rogers and there was this dark side to him, the fiend. But now you can kind of work the narrative where he is unbound now. He doesn't have that thing controlling him anymore. Imagine him being a version of the fiend that just has reach, that has power. The perfect situation would have him be in AEW, but then he'll have the chance to go work in New Japan. He'll have the chance to go work in Impact. Imagine that character across all those promotions. Grant you, in Japan, there's a different style of wrestling and just a different way of life, but the matchups, the matchups alone, like in the independent circuit, in AEW, you can get Aleister Black or Malachi Black, what he's called now, versus The Fiend or whatever they're going to call him. But I'm excited to see what he does. You know, Bray Wyatt, like you said, I'm a big fan of. I'm a big fan because he's a good worker. He has good mic skills, and he I just gravitate towards him. I, I guess it's just because of the beards. Even though I just seen this morning a picture of him potentially shaving that beard. I'm a little scarred. Oh, no. Please, please, no. Yeah, please don't shave the beard. But um, in closing, um, you mentioned Ric Flair earlier. Um, Woo! Yeah, the nature boy. Now, obviously, he's been with the company for so long. One of the greatest to ever do it. It's kind of upsetting to kind of just see him thrown away. But he did ask for his release. And let's be honest. Do you think out of spite, do you think Cena wins the Universal Championship at SummerSlam and breaks Rick's record? I wouldn't be surprised if if he did. That's what I'm thinking, too. Be petty. Yeah, be petty like that. But I don't know. That's just the way they handle business now. And you, you know what? They apparently know more than we do. And that's just the way the WWE cookie crumbles. But um, why? Why? It's just that's how it be sometimes, you know. But um, speaking of things crumbling, I think that about does it here for the Get Comfy Lowdown. We hope you guys enjoyed. This show goes live every Wednesday morning. We got the Get Comfy Game Break every Friday. And, of course, the Get Comfy Podcast every Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and, of course, the Believe Podcast Network. But you know what? We'll see you guys next time. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.